Good evening, everybody. So we're going to jump into tonight's Mida, tomorrow's Mida of Malchus Shebegvura. And that means that we're looking at the final facet of the Mida of Gvura as it's manifest in our world through the Torah and in a way that we can incorporate it into our lives. So to understand first, we need to gain an understanding of what Malchus means independently, and then we can look at it as far as how it is a component of Gevura. So, first of all, just to, and I mentioned this yesterday, that Yesod and Malchus work in tandem. They are kind of the completion of how the Giloi of Hashem's Kavod is manifest in the world. Malchus is the realm in which it, it actually happens. So we talked about how yesterday Yesod is the channel, it's the funnel, it's that which delivers. Malchus is where the delivery takes place, if you will. So it's the actual manifestation itself of all the other Midos. This is spoken about, I, I brought on the sources, I'm not, I, there's a lot of material on these source sheets, we're not going to go through all of it. But the Ramchal writes in Klach Pesrei Chachma that the Metziot Chok Zeh, the essence of this principle of Malchus, that there should be a creation down below. That's what Malchus is. It is that which bonds together the power of all the other kochos to actually bring it into expression in the, in the lower realm. And therefore, it's the integration of all the other details and actually is the Giloi Kvot Shemayim, the, the actual expression of Hashem's will in the world. It's the Sof Ma'aseb Machshava Tchilah, that the end ultimate reaction, the ultimate Maise that comes to the forefront in the world of Gashmiot, in the physical realm that we live in, it is an expression of that original idea. And this is spoken about in a book which is far beyond my pay grade, Share Ora, which talks about how it's for this reason that Malchus and the, the Sphera of Bina, which is not part of the traditional seven, are the two feminine aspects of Hashem's Hanhaga. Ah, oh, Alicia, welcome. And that's because they're both Mikablam. So Bina is the aspect of the, of the Sphera where the Chachma is the first kind of step where Hashem's Ratzon comes into, into information, into data. And Bina is the receptive of that. It's the Maven Dover, Mitoch Dover, takes that information and begins to spill it forth into various channels. And that's why it's comparable to the Yam. The Zohar has a, has a beautiful analogy to this. It's like when you have this Yam and then you dig channels out from the, out from the sea and the water kind of spills forth from, those, from that collective pool into the various channels. And ultimately, Malchus is the place where it, all of those all of those channels end up going back to, to the place where they came from, like Kohelas talked about. So it's the full gilui of Havashem's desires in the world, comes out at the bottom, and that's why it's called Bat Sheva. It goes through many of the ideas over here. The line that's kind of most pertinent to over here is that it's Malchus biyosa mismales bracha mezayin sviros asher aleha. It is filled, Malchus is filled with the, the flow of the seven spherot which come above it. Here he's including Bina, that's why it's Bina through Yesod. And from that point, it spills forth that, that energy 
from Hashem out unto the world. And the line that I think is, is critical over here that the Ramchal says is that lamata, when you understand all of those details of the Giloi Kvot Shemayim in the world down here, Ata lamala, you then come to understand it back on high. And that idea is that every single detail of Hashem's will as manifest in the entire creation, right, in the world of Gashmiyot, which is what Malchus is, every single one of those details is a Giloi of all of Hashem's plans for creation. So that within each and every detail, the Sof Ma'aseh, the Machshavat is that every single Maisa is a Giloi of the totality of Hashem's vision for creation. And that's the idea of, of Malchus kind of in general, is that that every single thing, every component is interconnected again. This is why in, in Kabbalah, Malchus is the final klal of klal pradu klal, that after you've gone from the original pool of potential of God's ideas for creation, which is Bina, it goes into the various pratim of the of the first spherot of Zer Anpin, the first six, and then it ultimately comes back together and coalesces in the full giloy of everything that Hashem wanted for the world in the, the final step of the Hishtalshalus of creation, which is the world that, that we occupy. And that's the place that we can perceive the totality of what Hashem desired for the world in every single detail. So the idea of Malchus then is that every detail is expressive of, of the whole and that everything is integrated in providing a, a understanding and an awareness of the of the Kvod Shemayim, of the Malchus of Shemayim. And that's why we find this idea, that every single component of whether it's a spiritual aspect or a physical thing, everything sings the kavod of Hashem. Everything speaks of that true kavod, the highest level of Hashem's desire as it was first manifest, the kavod, which is always a, a reference to keter, the first level of Hashem desiring to create a world. Every single detail manifests that kavod. And indeed, that's what we experienced on Har Sinai. As the Gemara talks about in Shabbos, that when Klai Yisrael said, Nasav and Ishma, every single Ben Yisrael received these two Katarim, these two crowns. And along with that was pulled out the whole notion of Misa in the world. Because if every single detail is an expression of Hashem's dreams for creation, then obviously there wouldn't be any Misa present. Because Hashem doesn't create a world for Ra, He creates it for its ultimate Tov. And the Ra is just there to allow the process to work itself through to arrive at the ultimate Tov. So if we had come back to that at the day that we achieved Sinai, which is the right after Malchus Sheba Malchus, the highest level of Malchus, we achieved going beyond death and reaching that highest level. And one of the places where this manifests is the notion that every single component of the of this world, large or small, works as part of the, the system that expresses Hashem's control over everything. So we have a famous Gemara in Chulin that there's not a blade of grass that moves if not for a Malach being over it and commanding it to do so. And that the whole idea there is that everything is an expression of God's will for creation to be. And that, that there's not any single thing that is just happening. Everything is happening as part of that higher order desire for creation to come into itself. And so there's a beautiful Medrash Rabbah, very, very lengthy piece, which talks about how even though Hashem created the world, that it says 
that the Sparach Shboja Melch Malchim Lachim Baras Olamo Bechachma Betvuna Linifloosav Ein Ein Chekev Gedolaso Ein Mispar. It's unimaginable the orders of magnitude that went into the entirety of creation. That nonetheless, it tells us Darko Shalakadosh Baruch Hu Laso Shlichuso Ayedei Dvarim Kalim. God's method is to to exercise His agencies using the most minute things in creation. The most small, trivial aspects of creation are the very things which carry out Hashem Shlichas. And the Medrash there gives, goes through a whole series of stories about a frog and a mosquito and, you know, tiny, tiny things. Uh, uh, you know, a lion here. Insignificant items that, are, that f- function as agents of Hashem's will, expressing the, the Malchus of a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the world. And tells us that that anybody who starts thinking with gaiva and has this sense of, of an independent control over the world and feels like they're the one in charge, that they have the koach within themselves, Hashem puts them in his place by showing that even the most minute and trivial and insignificant aspect of Bria is expressing my malchus. You should probably jump on board and do the same. Realize that you're, you're a cog in a much larger system. And that's why the Medrash says elsewhere, quoting Eliyahu Hanavi, this is, uh, it's quoted in the Tanah Tevei Eliyahu, that kol ha-marbe kvot shemayim, anyone who increases the kavod of shemayim in this world, umemayit kvot atzmo, and he minimizes his own kavod, right? Like Chazal say, a person should be boreach mina kavod. Anyone who magnifies Hashem's kavod and tries to bring to light in the world the magnitude of the weightiness and the heaviness, the truth, the undeniable presence of Hashem's covenant in the world, of Hashem's malchus, kvot shemayim misrabe, ukvodo misrabe. Not only is the covenant of shemayim increased in the world, but one's own covenant is increased as well. Because if you realize and you you hold up the mantle for kvot shemayim, then what happens is that you yourself, as part of that system, are also increased along with it. Because if you recognize that you're fighting the fight for Kvot Shemayim, then you yourself, as a detail of Kvot Shemayim, are also going to be increased and find uh, benefit within your life as well. And that's why there's this uh, very strong hakpada in Halacha on Kavod Abrios. That every single detail, every single individual, whether it's an animal, a bug, an insignificant item, certainly a person who's a direct expression of the Tzelem Elohim, and mirrors the desire for Hashem to create the world. And in Kabbalistic terms, a Adam is actually what the whole spheros are, are kind of measured off of. Or I guess you could go at it from both directions, whether an Adam is an expression of the spheros or the spheros are built in a construct of an Adam. But to, to disgrace the, the kavod of an individual is to disgrace the kavod shamayim. So the Raman brings this in Hilchos Sanhedrin that it says that a, that a judge, even though the court is allowed to do anything that they need to do to restrain a convict, right? They can they theoretically can chain somebody up, they can put him in jail, whatever the situation requires. He says that and anything that the judges do, they have to do l'shem shemayim. You should not take kavod abrios lightly. That Kavod Abrios pushes off even a Lotase Midrabanan. That if the Rabbanan say not to do something, and by you not doing it, you will be minimizing Kavod Abrios, you're supposed to violate the Lotase Midrabanan. 
All the more so if what you're going to do is going to minimize the kavod of another member of Yisrael. Who cling fiercely to the Torah of truth, to the instructions for truth. You should be extremely cautious not to trample over their honor. Rather, to do whatever you can to increase the kavod of Hashem, which is expressed in your kavod of, of an individual, of an Adam. And so that's one aspect of, of fighting the Malchus Shebegvura, rather, is that in every single choice, and as we execute our judgment, we have to be very careful to recognize the totality of Hashem's Malchus in the world, and make sure that we're being Megalic Kvot Shemayim, not Chas V'Shalom, minimizing the Kvot Shemayim in the world. But there's another aspect to Malchus, as we touched upon before, which is that Malchus is the Klal. It's where all, all aspects of Bria come together and sing the song of, of Hashem's greatness. There's a beautiful medrash, I wasn't going to mention this, but uh, in the Pirkei Rebbe Liezer, where Adam is created, and so all the animals gather around Adam, and they see this incredible creature, a human being, sentience, consciousness, and they say, wow, this must be God. And they all start to bow down to Adam, all the animals in the world. And Adam says, no, 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 let's all go together and be Meshabeach and Mephire, the one who created me. And Adam brings the entire creation together to recognize Hashem's Malchus. And that's the role of an Adam, is to utilize that awareness and their consciousness, their powers of Givura, in order to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, on, on a universal level. And we say this every single day. Rashi says that the Pashat Pshat, the simple explanation of the mission statement of the Jewish people, Shema Yisrael, is to be Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu and unify the entire world in recognizing Hashem's Malchus. So Rashi says that that's Pshat in the words, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That we call out to all of Klal Yisrael. And we say, Shema Yisrael, listen up Klal Yisrael. Hashem Elokeinu, right now, says Rashi, Ata, Hashem is only our God. But Levasof, in the end of days, Hashem is going to be Echad. The entire world is going to recognize Hashem's Malchus. And everyone's going to come together. On that day, the entire world will come together in being Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch and that's why the whole notion of Shema is, as the Mishnah says in, in Brachos, is that saying Shema is being Mikabal Ol Malchus Shemaim. It's accepting upon yourself the responsibility to rep for the Malchus Shemaim in this world. And that every morning and every night as we log into being an aware human being, and at night when we log off and we just, you know, ascend back to connect back to the source, at each end of our lives, the bookends of our daily experience, we commit ourselves to the universal mission of bringing all of, of creation together under Hashem's Malchus. And that's why we mentioned yesterday that the Gemara says that anybody who has done Din Emes Lamito is a Kilu, is a Shutaf Lakadosh Baruch Hu You're becoming a partner with Hashem in creation, right? Pshutuk Mashmo. If you're committed to that level of Din, so then you're actually fulfilling the purpose of creation. And so that's why Rav Kook has a beautiful line that he says in, in Shemona Kvatsim, in the, in the eight journals, in, in the first journal, he says, Kol masha adam mitgadel, to whatever extent a human being grows and rises above, misgadel ha'olam kulo imo, the entire world grows along with him. And that's because the Adam is a microcosm of the world. And to the, whatever extent you recognize that you personally 
can embody the Kvod Malchut Shemayim within yourself, when you are growing, the world is growing. And the Ramchal talks about this at the end of Mesil Sisharim, that the power of a Kadosh is that not only is that he's mis'aleh, through, he is elevated through his consciousness and in connectivity to Hashem, but he actually elevates the entire world along with him. And that's the goal, that's the final step in the process of Rupinchas ben Yair that the whole Mesil Sisharim is built around. And so there's a, just a beautiful line here in the, from Rav Nachman of Breslov uh, that's recorded in the Likute Moharan, which he says, this is pshat, this is why, you know, tefillah, the word tefillah, Rashi says, is a lashon of machshava, of thought, which is a lashon of din, right? It's also it's used for the, both ways. The pliah is a lashon of din. And so the Torah, when it's describing Yitzchak, who's the Mida of Gvura, who goes out, who's also the source of tefillah, that Yitzchak went out to speak in the fields, which is the source of tefillah. So the Rav Nachman of Breslov says is that when a person is praying in the fields, which hopefully some of you have taken advantage of being in isolation and not being able to dive in a minion, to do some praying outdoors. It's, it's a very profound experience, I'll tell you. And Rav Nachman says that when a person prays outdoors, all of the grasses, all of the growth of the world joins together with you in that act of tefillah. Not only do they join together, they help you, they assist you. They, they come together in the kavod of the Malchus Shemayim and bring your tefillah from the tefillah's yachid to beyond even what a tefillah's tzibur could be. Because you're connecting with the entire world in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise. And that's why, he says, that's why tefillah is called sicha. Because it's siyach hasadeh, kol siyach hasadeh. That was Yitzchak, uh, Yitzchak Avinu, the power of tefillah to integrate the entire world, to bring all of the components together. And that's why the, the Rabbeinu Bachya, just beautifully on the Pasuk, he says that Pashat Pshat, the simple explanation of the words Vayetze Yitzhak Lasuach Basade, is that Yitzhak went outside to enjoy the beautiful nature. To enjoy and to have a beautiful walk between the trees. As the breeze of the day was, was blowing through the garden. Right? That's, that's exactly what a Kaddish Baruch Hu did, right? where uh, Hashem was traveling through the Gan Eden, Hayom. So it, it mirrors that whole idea that the beginning of creation was all integrated within the Gan, and the Adam was put there, La'avdo l'shamra, to work the garden and to service the garden, which Chazal say, La'avdo l'shamra, Ezo avoda shibalev, heve omer zu The avoda of the world is tefillah of the world. And it's in tefillah, and that's why all tefillah has to be Belashon Rabin. Right? We never daven on our own, even when we're in isolation. Everything is Rafa'enu, Barechaleinu, Shmakoleinu. Everything is universal. Right? The Rambam says that that's how, how the Anshek Nesegdola composed the tefillah, is that every single bracha speaks of the tzarche of, of Bnei Adam Kulam. The needs of the entirety of the human race are being touched upon. You don't skip Rafa'enu just because you happen to be healthy. Right? We're thinking global. We're thinking universal. And the power of Gvura. The power of Malchus Shebegvura is to represent the totality of the Malchus Shemayim, recognize that every single detail, every single Bria, is an expression of everything that Hashem desired for creation. Uh, and in doing that, 
have a commitment to the entire world and be misallah in Rif Cook's words, be misallah the entire world along with you. Just I'll close again with another line from Rif Cook where he writes in, in the Oras HaKodesh, a uh, beautiful line where he says that kol olam hamedinos any thought that a person has right again thought gvura dinim the whole notion of of tefillah is a lashon of of din of thought he says any thought which rejects tikkun olam the rectifying of the entire world v'sidre hamedinos and organizing all of the countries together. And is just floating in the air as some abstract spiritual concept. Right, very, very sophisticated language. Your, any thought which is not grounded in rectifying the whole world and is merely some abstract spiritual notion floating around in the sky. That thought is founded on, on falsehood which has no legs to stand on. There's no support for such an idea, for such a way of thinking. And that every single thought that a person has is meant to be being marbek vot shemaim, being mesakin the olam. And as we say every single day in Aleinu, lesakin olam b'malchus shakai, that the ultimate goal that we have is to rectify the entire world under the kavod of Hashem's malchus. And so as we go through the, the this last midah of Gevura, we have to think about, on from our standpoint, do we, when we perform a mitzvah, when we have that moment of, of a broader awareness, when we stand before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Melech Malchi are we standing there in the presence knowing that we represent the entire klal, that to daven one time is to justify all of creation, that to be done din emes la'amito for one moment is to be a shuta for the Kaddish Baruch Hu in Maisa Bereshis, and if we have that mentality, it completely transforms the mitzvahs that we do. It sincerely takes them to an entirely new plane, where we realize that we're not just an Adam, that an Adam in the Graz words is an Olam Katan, that every single individual is truly a, a, a microcosm of the universe, is an, a universe unto themselves. And as we recognize that in ourselves, and we step into the Malchus of Kvod Shemayim, we find ourselves living on an entirely different realm. And when we daven, we truly unify with the entire world. And we see the, uh, the, the glistening greenery of the entire universe as each and every blade representing a malach, which is there, positioned there by Hashem saying, grow. Just like Hashem says to humanity, and just like Hashem says at the beginning of creation, that yehi or, that light should come to be when a person takes that within themselves and allows their own personal light of that recognition of the Kvot Shemayim within themselves to be misgala, they ultimately not only elevate themselves, but elevate the entire world along with them. So these are some thoughts for Malchus Shibigvura. Thanks again for coming. Have a great night. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.